Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And good evening and welcome to the Believe Talent Network. My name is Richard DeRaza Ewing. I am with the host, Mike Deshue Schumann. This is Game Face. And if you're listening, you better have your Game Face on. That's the only thing we do here. Mike, what do you got for me? Well, uh, we're, they all, all the sports, uh, of course, we love to cover the Bay Area sports, but uh, we'll get to a little bit of everything. NBA, of course, is in their bubble. Russell Westbrook was kind of the story of the day, said he tested positive for coronavirus before they left to Orlando. So now he's in quarantine down with the Rockets. And, uh, of course, you've been seeing the complaints from the NBA millionaires about, oh, it's not that great here. The food's not that great. You know, people out there struggling to to live, you know, I'm sorry. We don't feel sorry for you. No, no. You don't feel sorry for you. You know what, man, get a life. Come on, you got people out here right now that are, you know, getting up every day, putting their life on the line because they're considered essential workers and they're putting themselves online to catch COVID and they don't make nowhere near the money you guys are making. And guess including what? Including yourself. Yeah, and yeah, including myself because I am an essential worker. You're absolutely correct. But my whole deal is this. You get taken out of your comfort zone for a few months. You're going to pay millions of dollars and now you want to complain? It's like, wow, really? And by yeah. the way, this was your choice. You didn't yeah, and, do it. Yeah. You could have opted and out. You got to read the room. Over the weekend, in the bubble, the Clippers, the Suns, the Wizards all canceled practice with no media availability. Didn't say why. You know, and if they got, you know, players that are positive, too many players, you know, it just was – it's too secretive down there to be in a bubble like that. You know, there are 22 teams down there for three months on campus. Sacramento Kings, Rashawn Holmes, already got busted for leaving the campus to pick up some uh, food he ordered. So now he's going back in a 10-day quarantine. His mother tweeted out to him, you don't leave that campus for anything but your mama's cooking. And uh, so he's got his face because they have a snitch line down there for the players if they see somebody breaking the rules and leaving campus. Wow. Because well, you can't you can't take that chance. You know, you go out to Okay, but but this is this is my whole take, Mike. Okay. You're Mike Schumann, you play for the Golden State. No, you don't play for Golden State, you play for the Washington Wizards, okay? You're a starting guard, you can pay millions of dollars. You know about COVID nineteen. You know that you have to stay in the bubble. This is not you know, this is not a gray area. You're everybody's aware. The country is aware. So my whole point is why would you Put that whole thing in jeopardy, risk yourself, risk other people, knowing that there's probably a 92% chance you're going to get caught. Well, in Orlando, too. Yeah, of all places. Of all places. 
Yeah, like if you're going, leaving the bubble to go get some food in Orlando, which is not known for upscale food, you know, yeah. maybe go to some steakhouse or something. I don't know, but I agree with you. You know, two positive tests when uh, out of 322 when they tested on July 7th, 19 players when they tested on July 1st. So they have a July 30th start. And, you know, this will be kind of the, I think, uh, every pro sports team is going to keep an eye on this to see how it, uh, you know, unveils. So can they get to, you know, and uh, Luke Walton, the Kings head coach, was talking about it today. Well, what if I lose three players, you know, they give it to four other players. All of a sudden, I've got six men on my roster. Can I replace them? There's so many things that are to be determined in basically a playoff. You know, this is all about playoffs. Well, so, this, is, this is the problem. The problem is, is that, you know, everybody is too busy focused on, you know, sports. Obviously, the owners, you know, even, even Adam Silver, which I tell you something, you know, for – Ever since, I guess, the last year and a half, two years, I've always held Adam Silver as being very astute, very smart, you know, uh, taking things from a very strategic, you know, position. But I just kind of feel like this is a situation where, you know, profits are really just taking away the overall logic of this thing. At the end of the day, none of these things, this whole bubble thing is a joke. It shouldn't be happening. These players should be at home with their wives and their families. I'm sorry. I, I like I said. I, I like sports. I love sports. I, I, you know, like everything about it. But at the end of the day, this is just dangerous, and the long-term effect of what can happen here can come back to haunt these people, and they're just not seeing it. No, and you said it. Profit over logic. That's a great way to phrase it. So uh, let's move on. And you know, this is like I said. We're going to be keeping an eye on. They have a July 30th start. And a couple of games warm up, and then they're getting right into the playoffs. Now, locally, Major League Baseball, of course, Buster Posey opted out. He just uh, adopted two twins. They were premature, so they're going to be in the hospital for three to four months, and he just felt like it was too much of a chance for he and his family. So he used logic over profit because he doesn't get paid. He doesn't get a year of service by opting out, which is ridiculous if you ask me. Uh, because they did have a choice to opt out. So A's uh, had trouble practicing, as did the Giants, because they weren't getting test results back fast enough. Actually, my wife got tested 10 days ago. We're still waiting for the results. Wow. You know? So this is going to be an issue because more and more people are asking to be tested. Now, A's and Giants play next week, Monday, Tuesday, supposedly a home-and-home, home, a little uh, spring training, we'll say, uh, scrimmage. So it'll be interesting to see, but uh, this is another thing to be played out, Major League Baseball. And they still haven't figured out how they're going to do the dugouts, you know, where are all these players going to sit. Are they going to sit in the first two rows of the stands? It, it's just uh, – they're just kind of – baseball's kind of doing it as they go along. Yeah, they're protecting these guys. They're testing them twice a day. And you're getting a lot of complaints from normal folks like us. You know, we're not wasting, but we're using – thousands hundreds of thousands of tests for all these athletes in a situation that might not come to fruition when so many more people could be tested you know that are struggling like you said aren't getting paychecks you know i've seen more u-haul trucks than i've ever seen because people are having to move out of their apartments because they can't afford it any longer so a lot of negatives to trying to force sports back and i love your saying for profit over logic and uh, we're starting to see it well, this is the other thing. Two things I want to focus on. One, I want to focus on exactly 
how many players after that Giants A's game test positive for the virus after they play? That's what I want to focus well, on. I want to focus yeah, on that because I got I got a feeling that once that game happens, the count of people who are who are testing positive will go up. Okay, and then also I look at the fact that all these different players are testing positive. Aroldis Chapman recently tested positive. Right. And I'm just like, wow, okay. It, it just seems like with this whole thing that they don't, they don't really have, in my opinion, you know, really uh, uh, a systematic way of protecting these players. You know, I tell you something, Buster Posey, in my opinion, smart, extremely smart. It's like, hey, you know what? I got two new girls I'm adopting, you know, you know, it's true. I love the game. I love everything about it. But you know what? My family comes first. And these two new girls, they need a life. Okay? And so he put that above his own personal needs. Now, we got well, to be realistic. You know, Buster is well off. I mean, he's not, he's not like me. Okay? But still, at the end of the day, he realized, hey, my family and, 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 and you know, the, the people I love dearly are close to me, they come first in my life before you know, my personal, you know, uh, you know, my personal pursuits, if you will. Well, David Price uh, of Dodgers, Ryan Zimmerman, Washington, and Buster, the biggest names. And I, I felt like when Buster opted out, I thought we might see a kind of a flood of players opting out. But right. uh, we're right. not seeing and, that. And, and, and to your point, we did not see that. No. And I, was and, yeah. I was like, wow, okay, he, here's a guy – Who's a leader in the leader in, in in the locker room? Is a leader in the dugout. Buster Posey is one of the faces of MLB. There's no question about that. So right. when he does this, you're to your point. You're absolutely correct. They they should. The other players should look and go. Okay, look. If Buster's doing this, this must mean something. Okay, but to everybody else, I guess everybody's going with the flow. I guess everybody getting paid is so, so much more important. I guess I don't know. Well, when you're getting paid as a pro athlete, it's different, and we'll talk about this, than college sports where you're, you're not getting paid, you know. So a scholarship is a form of payment, but not like that. So you got the NBA in the bubble trying to make it work. Major League Baseball in spring training, not quite sure. You know, they're, it almost seems like they're doing it as they go along. And now you have the NFL, who's two weeks away from training camp, and they're meeting today, just today, to set out the protocols of how they're going to test, how they're going to, you know, deal with the locker rooms with 90 players. And, and they're so far behind that it's just amazing to me. And now with Governor Gavin Newsom shutting down the state again, 49ers, Rams, and Chargers might have to find alternative sites for their home games and maybe even practice because everybody's doing spring or training camp at their facilities. And the Bucks left tackle, Donovan Smith, he says on Twitter, I'm not a lab rat or a guinea pig <laughs> for COVID-19. And he, he's questionable. I love that. And he's, you know, he's a left tackle protecting Tom Brady. So, you know, uh, so to me, the NFL also kind of doing it on the run. And let, let's give him a little credit because, you know, nobody, no professional leagues had to deal with this before. You know, so they're all trying to figure it out. But. I agree with you. It's all about profit and not logic. So you have, you have names like, of course, we talked about Russell Westbrook. We have Toronto Maple Leafs forward, Austin Matthews tested positive. Los Angeles Angels pitcher Patrick Sandoval. 
Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher uh, Kenley Jensen. Of course, I told you about Rose Chapman. There's Connecticut, 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 excuse me, Sun Guard uh, Rian January. Uh, she tested positive. Connecticut Sun Guard Natasha Heiderman. She tested positive. It's it's even affecting horse racing. Apparently, uh, Louis Sayas, the jockey. Right. Yeah, he he tested positive. Um, I thought, York, I thought you were going to say a horse. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, New York Liberty rookie forward uh, Megan Walker. And yep. it's even gotten up in the executive office. Apparently, Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell has tested right. positive for right. the coronavirus. So I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I don't have to go through the rest of the names. Really, at the end of the day, coronavirus is winning. It's flexible yeah. muscle. It's like everybody else is kind of deflated over this, but the coronavirus is picking up steam. It, it's flexing right. muscle. It's basically saying, you know what? I, I'm unbeaten. Right now, and they, and they will be because it's not going to get better. No, it's going to get worse. You know, when, the more you put these players together, now they're talking about in the NFL having you know the shields they wear for your eyes so you don't get poked in the eyes. They're talking about bringing those all the way down over your mouth, and it's pretty hard to breathe uh, because of the body flu bodily fluids that are exchanged in football. Now you talked about profit earlier. Redskins uh, owner Dan Snyder announced today that they are going to change the name the Redskins wow. are no wow but they didn't have a name ready to give to the okay but but we all know that this is back to the profits over logic that we discussed and we've been discussing this entire uh podcast hey Snyder ain't stupid Snyder knows well, that today he's a businessman so when you were talking about earlier we were talking about this you were talking about how uh you know I think it was two or three of the owners said they're out and we talked about FedEx. We talked about Pepsi. Just to name a few of the people who bring this money to this man. It's like, you know what? Uh-uh. Look, he, he, everybody said, oh, well, you know what? That's probably not going to happen. It's take almost 87 years from here. Look, you know what? So you start taking money out of Mr. Snyder's pocket, guess what? Now we're talking about a name change. Well, it, it all started with Black Lives Matter, of course. Right. And, uh, but people have been trying to get him to change for years. Yeah, took Black Lives Matter to change the name. So several potential names out there, and you like the Red Tails, and uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's just it's tough because you know for their entire duration as a team, they've been the Redskins. So it'll be interesting to see now because he is changing it so quickly. Um, he's not he's unprepared to secure proper federal trademark protection for his marketing. So somebody might own the name. Some guy went on and, and uh, bought like $20,000 worth of names. Oh. So the, Snyder might have to buy the name from this guy because otherwise he owns it and you can't market, you know, your, all your new helmets, your jerseys and everything if you don't own the name. So it's put him in a little bit of a, a position. And I think that's probably why they don't have a name yet is he's got to get a name that he can federally trademark and protect it so he can do all of his marketing. But, you know, that's the big story in the NFL. But, um, you know, two weeks away from training camp, I, I just, like you said, if, if we're keeping score, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, coronavirus leads three to nothing. So, <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, I and love that, Mike. Mike, I love it. That's great. I love that. <laughs> it's just going to get worse. And, uh, you know, you talk about when A's and Giants play, they're going to get worse. You know, I think they're all in bubbles within, and they're testing negative. So 
I don't really see a game uh, being something they catch it from, but um, once you get the season going and you're flying all over, I mean, good luck. All right, now you had something uh, close to your heart you wanted to talk about. Yeah, it was it was concerning, you know, because we had this whole thing with, you know, race relations in this country. And, you know, of course, we talked about the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, movement. And then there's what happened with George Floyd and, and some of the other uh, black individuals, you know, in this country. Uh, found this particular story, which I thought was really interesting. And apparently, uh, back in the 60s, there was this group called uh, the Wyoming Black 14. And what was interesting about this group is that apparently um, they were, it was it was on October 17, 1969, there was a group of, of 14 African-American uh, football players at the University of Wyoming, met with their football coach, Lloyd Eaton. Within an hour, all 14 had been kicked off the team, which I found out. I was like, wow, what was that about? And apparently, this also inspired protests at San Jose State, University of Texas El Paso, against the BYU Cougars and the Mormon church policy banning African-Americans from joining its priesthood. So 14 Cowboy players, John Griffin, Early, Ron Hill, Willie Hyshaw, Don Meadows, Ivy Moore, Tony Gibson, Jerome Berry, Joe Williams, Mel Hamilton, Jim Isaac, Tony McGee, Ted Williams, and Lionel Grimes donned black armbands and walked to Eaton's office inside Wilhelm Memorial Fieldhouse. The players say that their intent was to ask Eaton if he would allow them to wear armbands in their upcoming game against BYU in protest. Eden responded by leading them onto the seating area in the field house, then announced them that he was dismissing them, five of whom were starters from the squad. And the players later say that the enraged coach used racist overtones as he addressed them. So this is a story that, you know, in my opinion, definitely went under the radar because I don't, I don't remember hearing about this I don't remember anybody talking about this. Um, you know, we have, you know, many different sources of, of, of sports, and I don't remember any sports radio personality or source for sports talking about this event, and yet this is extremely significant. This became a federal lawsuit by the players against the state and university and was initially thrown out on trial by the district. Judge, now this part doesn't bother me because the guy's first name is actually my last name, Ewing T. Kerr. That was his name. But apparently he's the 10th District Court of Appeals, reversed decision in May 1971, and after a trial, Kerr ruled for the state in October of that year. The interesting thing is the Cowboys beat BYU in Laramie on October 18th in 1969, 40-7. With or without the players? With the players. Yeah, so the court allowed them back on the team. Right, but... I I I saw some uh, documentary on this, and uh, and you talk about there was nothing about it. You know, it's up in Wyoming, number one. Number two, back then, you didn't have yet yeah, maybe two 50,000-watt radio stations at KMOX and uh, St. Louis where you heard all the Cardinal baseball games. But So you just didn't have that kind of mass media back then, you know, and something like that, unfortunately, uh, they're like, well, you know, it's uh, – this is not something why the state of Wyoming is, is uh, feels is a, a huge story. So, and about the same time, Burl Toller and Ollie Matson, who both played for USF, uh, they were in a bowl game and maybe going to play for the national championship. And they wouldn't allow those two black players to stay in the hotel with the white players. So they boycotted the bowl. All the white players stood up for it because those were their two star players. 
Burrell blew out his knee in the college all-star game and uh, went on to become the first black official in the NFL. Great man. And uh, so similar things happening back then. And you and I have talked about it. 1970 was kind of the first year black players were allowed, not allowed, but were showed up in the South that, you know, Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Florida. I mean, all those schools, it was really late 60s, early uh, 1970 was the first time they had black players on their team. Yeah, and it's interesting because I was listening to a local radio station today and I found out that apparently, I guess back in 1966 when Steve Spurrier, who coached, you know, fantastic, you know, right. Florida teams and uh, and I'm sure – South Carolina. Yeah, and I'm sure you remember that. He, he was a, a fantastic coach and he still is in my opinion. Um, but apparently, I guess back when he won the Heisman, he had never played with a black player, and he never played against a black player in this now, time. Willie Jackson was the first black player at University of Florida, and his son played for the 49ers. And uh, that, that his son, Willie ja- I remember Willie Jackson. Yes. And wow. uh, he said to me, he goes, you played against my dad. It was the first time a young player <laughs> I covered said, you played against my dad. I was like, oh, okay. man. So, anyway, it's uh, – yeah, that was just a story that went under the radar, unfortunately, and uh, probably had it got the press it should have, maybe would have made a lot of changes earlier for a lot of uh, African-American athletes, uh, you know, getting into the bigger uh, white, predominantly white schools. Well, you, so, look at, you look at the fact that when it really comes down to it, we talk, you talked about some of the percentages of, of men of color in sports. Uh, obviously, one of the least ones is MLB. But you think about what it's done to the leagues where they have been more proactive. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously helped these leagues. Okay. I mean, they're making, you know, you think of NFL. NFL is making billions of dollars. Okay. And why? Because there is a mix, okay, of different players and different, you know, athleticism in the game. Same thing with the NBA. NBA is making double the money it was making, say, 20 years ago. And one of the reasons why it's not just because of African American players but also resurgence in the last 10 to 15 years, international players, okay? I right. Mean, in other words, in other words I, I look at, of all the leagues, I think, I, no question, to me, NBA is definitely more proactive because it's basically bringing, you know, what people really want to see. They don't want to see just one race of people. They want to see a mix of people, and they want to see a collective group of individuals playing this sport. For instance, the situation concerning NASCAR, Okay. With, with Bubba, I mean, it's like you think about it. There's people, you know, for whatever reason, are, you know, trying to hinder Mr. Wallace's advancement in the sport when really at the end of the day, if Mr. Wallace does advance, the, the, the people who actually benefit from this is NASCAR. They're the ones who's yeah. going to benefit. The people who own NASCAR, the people who back the cars, the people who work in the pits, the people, you know, who – you know, provide, you know, the different types of, of commercial, you know, backing for these different cars and different, you know, uh, uh, companies that, that produce, you know, uh, uh, winners on the, on the racetrack, they're going to benefit. So for them to do something to hinder, you know, Mr. Wallace's progression, and that's why you're only hindering yourself. That's true. That's true. Let's move on. College football. Uh, Stanford, yeah. of course, dropped 11 varsity sports. And uh, the Pac-12, the Big Ten have all said that they're going to only play conference games this year. 
Pac-12 commissioner Larry Scott has COVID-19. He tested positive. Mm. And uh, SEC, their ADs are meeting today to determine what they want to do. The Ivy League and the Patriot Leagues have both canceled their fall schedule. And, you know, so interconference games, for instance, San Jose State was going to play Penn State this year. That's probably a million-dollar payoff for San Jose State, which helps tremendously in their budget. But no USC, Notre Dame. Ohio State was going to go to Oregon. So with no interconference play, those games will not happen. To tell you the truth, I would be really surprised because pro football players are paid, so they kind of have to come in if they, the owners say so. College players, you know, they're, they're, they're paid a scholarship, but, boy, if I'm a college player, you know, it could affect, you know, if they don't have football this year, it's going to affect your draft status. Uh, there's just so many things going on there, and we're so close to training camp, and yet they just have no idea also like the NFL. So uh, this just all leads me to believe that I think once these guys start thinking about it and uh, take that profit out like you talked about, logic hopefully will take over. Well, let me ask you something. Let's, let's be a little more proactive here. Let's be a little more positive. Say, for instance, NFL figures this out, Okay. Now the question, because we got a few minutes, the question as far as where players go, you know, how different divisions are going to fare. Um, we consider the NFC West. What do we know? We know that Antonio Brown is still kind of up and where he's going to go. Jamal Adams is not really sure where he's going to go. Um, there's been scuttlebutt going around that, hey, if the Niners don't pick up one or two of these types of players based on what they personally need, you know, the fact that, you know, we got Richie James Jr. who's out with a broken hand. You know, we got, you know, Debo Samuels out. And they obviously need assistance with the receiver court. And I'm just true they got Kendrick Bourne. It's true they got Jalen Hurd. They got some some pieces. But they need a veteran face out there, okay? We also consider the fact that Jamal Adams wants to be traded for the Jets. Now, if the Niners don't move on him, okay, now you're looking at the fact that, hey, guess what? One of your rivals – and I say one of your rivals because people been talking about the possibility of him going to Seattle. Guess what? You think about it. Jamal Adams could go to Arizona. Okay, that's, that's, that's another what they've been talking about. That's a possibility. Well, because, a because, bunch of experts well, just ranked the NFC West talent, I mean, uh, skill positions, and the Niners ranked last. And that's a close I, I, I got a real problem with – and I don't know if, if it starts with Garoppolo – or if it ends with Kyle Shanahan, but I had a real problem with with these NFL aficionados. I won't use the term hate, but I will use the term doubting what the Niners can do on the field based on what they have. I really got a problem with that, and I guess I got a problem with it because we went through, we saw this movie before. You know, this happened last season when no one wanted to give the Niners ten wins, really, and even you and I, we were skeptical. We were. Okay, but but my point being is Mr. Peter King, who I basically astute, in my opinion, he had them at 12 wins from the beginning of the season, before the season started. And yet, what happens? They get to the NFC title, they get to the bowl. So I'm just like, okay, look, what what real reason, legitimate reason, do you have for putting them, you know, as their talent being last in the NFC West? I, I don't see it. Well, here here's the, the – and. And, and you just said it, because nobody thought they were going to get to the bowl last year, much less the playoffs. So by surprising everybody and getting there, okay, now you got to prove that, you know, you're not the team we thought you were going to be last year. 
All right, so they got a lot of breaks. They got a lot of things worked their way. They had a lot of players play above their head. And uh, so I think that's why the negativity towards them, you got to prove it to me that you can do it two years in a row, especially since they were who they were before that. So, now I agree with you. And uh, But it's going to be interesting if they get on the field. All right, real quick, National Hockey League open all their facilities. Um, they're going to start August 1st, 2014 playoff in two hub cities, Edmonton and Toronto, one for the East, one for the West. They had 30 positive tests out of 4,900. So uh, they're up and ready to go themselves, and they're going to do a bubble-like situation that the NBA is doing. They haven't played in four months. <laughs> four months, and the NBA has been just about the same. So that's even more logical. Don't put players out there that haven't – you know, been playing, you know, real games and get them injured or hurt. You're going to have a lot of hamstring pulls in the NBA. You're going to have a lot of growing ankle issues. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Well, I think that's the reason why you and I both are just very skeptical about this whole bubble thing and about what all these leagues are trying to do. You know, UFC has been, you know, for whatever reason, thriving, which even that in its own right, I'm still kind of questioning how they're able to do it because you're dealing with the same situation. You got two people touching and breathing and, you know, basically putting spit on each other and whatever and sweat. So uh, all this is questionable. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's still where we're all going to wait and see and we're going to step back and take a good look and say, okay, look, what is the finished product? What are we really getting here? Are we getting something that's entertaining us? Are we getting something that's putting people's lives at stake? I think it's the latter. I think it's and the money, money in the owner's pockets. Yeah, and not only that, but putting people's lives at stake too. So right. – so, Really, at the end of the day, um, I got Mike the Shoe Schumann, host, and I am Richard the Razor Ewing. This is Game Face on the Bleed Talent Network. Tune in with us every week. We appreciate you listening. And remember, if you come on our show, if you listen, better have your game face on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.